0: Oh, wow. Sorry, <sighs> Jeff. I mean, I, I can't believe you lost again. I, can't. I, I, I can. No, no, I can't. It's, I can. It's, I can. I'm just... It's a dice again. You it's
1: know, just, uh, I keep trying. I keep trying. I it, don't know. I'm well, getting frustrated. You're really frustrated. No,
0: no. Your, your defense setup was really good, although I think maybe next time you'd want to put the all the wire counters and the minefields in front of your troops so that I hit them when I go through. That would be one good thing to think about. It's, you know, take yeah, some time. Don't, right. you know, uh. I, and I got I to gotta run tonight. Sorry. Is it okay? Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, no problem. So, hey, remember, to study the rule book. Look, read the rules you're going to become a better player, right? The rules, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't right. let the rules out of my sight. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, Dave. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to keep the rules in my sight. Just put them up. I'm going to put them right here where I can see them. Yep. Perfect.
0: episode 97 today is july July 14th yes 19
1: i mean uh, (laughs) 2013 2013 (laughs) 2013. yeah 97 i i'm getting a little nervous about episode 100 but i was thinking maybe we should do a um a hangout at the same time like do a live show yeah Live yeah, show and yeah. have people. Our normal
0: hangouts are half an hour, so go for a longer an hangout, yeah. an hour, hour and yeah. twenty.
1: You know, as long as
0: the celebrities keep showing up, we could keep hanging out. <laughs> this would have to be planned ahead of time. Yeah. Well advertised. Yes. And the technology would need to work. It, yes, and it would. So this isn't going to happen. No, no. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. But you're right. For yeah, it. we would have to. Uh, we would have to plan it. So and it's, so, it's probably going to happen in August. That's next month.
0: Uh, July. Yeah.
1: Two shows. I mean, we're only three shows away.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It's coming quick, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they're coming out fast. They are. So we've had a couple of good episodes lately. That last one was good with Bill.
0: Oh, yes. Can't beat a a nice, solid hour interview with the real people who really make this uh, ASL world revolve. Yeah. And we hope everybody likes uh, 12 Heads
1: on a Shelf. That was (laughs) I like that one. I like the title in that one. Got some good comments back
0: from that one. Yeah, already. And um, and I am editing a hundred and one episode. Oh, you are first to really prove it. Well, you kind of did, but sound quality a little because I'm recording greatest hits.
1: You are wow. Does that mean you're going through all the shows? You're not going through Uh,
0: all the shows. I've already went through. Well, here's the kicker. So I hand wrote down over the last what three years. Parts I thought were rather humorous from wow. shows one through twenty, maybe yeah, one through fifteen. Mm-hmm. Hand wrote them on a sheet of paper. Remember that uh-huh. orange folder I would carry around? I still do. But you committed that to paper? Han- I, I, I. Well, then hope I moved. You have a copy. Then I kept. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's is. So then I started going through episodes, maybe upper twenties, third early thirties, and and putting it on a sticky note on my computer. Yeah. So then the school upgraded our systems. Yeah. And guess what?
1: Oh, sticky lost notes it? don't Gone. come. Yeah, sticky through. notes don't transfer over. Like,
0: what? What?
1: Yeah, nobody uses those sticky oh, notes anyway. It's
0: okay. I backed it all up, right? Oh, okay. And guess what? But not the sticky notes. They don't come up on a backup. I can pull up the program, but not the notes. Now, any techies out there, let me know, because I really, as much as I love listening to our own show, I'm our biggest fan. Yeah. I don't want to go back and listen to the those particular episodes I lost all the notes on. Yeah. Of what might make a uh, slightly humorous 101st episode
1: Graded Sits. That reminds me of, uh, I think it was Ralph Ellison, you know, the, the guy that wrote Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might be his only novel because I think he had written, uh, that was his first novel. I think he wrote a second one and something happened to his manuscript, like the maid threw it out or something. And he was so devastated. He never wrote anything else again.
0: Well, that is, I guess, the danger any way you go with yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Right. But you're sure that our show. So is, I'm comparing
1: you to Ralph Allison.
0: And so, so is our show forever? Because I have it yes. uploaded in my iTunes. Yep. I didn't keep the original shows so I can't go in and pull out clips directly. Right. And upload the Yeah, we don't the sh-
1: keep the Audacity uh, uh, right stuff.
0: Right. Yeah, so I have to go through the speakers again. Yeah. So the quality gets even worse than those first 10 shows were not the best quality anyway. Can't you just... You recall. Oh, yeah, that's probably the way to do it. Well, Otherwise,
1: you have to import the whole show into Audacity. and Can I do that from iTunes to Audacity? Well, you download it. Download I have the it all show.
0: downloaded in iTunes.
1: Yeah, then you can import the entire show into Audacity oh, and then cut clips from you're that.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right because that's how I do. Um, people who call into our show and thanks for calling in. Yeah. And more of you should call in to Speakpipe.
1: Yeah, more of you, and you know who you are.
0: How you feeling? Is my voice okay? Yeah, you're sounding a little off. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I can't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. It's low in there. So we'll just keep going. See if I lose the voice yeah. entirely. You may have to uh, revert to mime. I might. Or the
1: one and only podcast you know, dedicated 100% to mime. <laughs> Miming's not
0: good for an audio podcast. Jeff. No, I, really not. I would use Morse
1: code. Yeah. I was actually thinking one year. Yeah, yes, I
0: was thinking.
1: <laughs> that's good. I often <laughs> thought it would be funny to start a lawn service and only hire <laughs> mimes. And so, and so here's the guy clipping the hedges.
0: Oh, with, with invisible tools.
1: <laughs> so, they, Wouldn't it be great? Why is whole, that? not lawn they,
0: service. Why is that? Because they can't talk to the clients or something?
1: Oh, it's quiet. You know, they could work on Sundays and uh, not bother anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> they
0: could show up at 5 in the morning yeah. and do all the lawn service yeah. work and wouldn't wake the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Echo friendly. Oh, you know, my voice isn't going to make it. Yeah, it's not sounding very good. Let's, let's push on. I'll I'll, yeah. s- I'll switch to a diet cherry coke. Just what just what a voice needs when it's yeah struggling. That's, that's what you need. I've never heard of
1: water. So I was over at. Uh, I have to admit, I I cheated on ASL. I played a different oh, game no. over the weekend. Yeah, I was over at Doug's house and we played Rommel in the Desert, which is a um, from Columbia Games. It's a block game and strategic level. You get North Africa, and you get the Germans and the Brits. Wow, that and must you, cost a lot. You play out, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good game. It's a good game. What, what One thing I like about it with these uh, higher-level games is that you ha- you always have to worry about your supply lines. Because the game takes place over a number of months, and at the end of each month, which is a game turn, you have to always check and make sure your supply lines are intact, because if they're not, you, people can become, you know, all your troops can become demoralized and have to Can rout, you, and, like, use tape to put them back together again on the board? The supply lines? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can use tape or magic marker.
0: <laughs> if they got separate. String. Torn somehow. Yeah. So, yes, so I cheated. I cheated
1: cheated on ASL, and I'm feeling a little bad about it. But it happens. You know, got to do it. I got to do it because then it reminds me how much I appreciate ASL.
0: Well, and Adam and I might play a War of the Ring game we set up a year ago and never got back to. Is that a two player game? It is. It's a great old game, not the new one, the old one from, I don't know, 1974. I don't know. Right. We like it a lot. I mean a lot. It seems like the evil side wins a lot, but um, as is often the case, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> but no, we love it, and it's. I think we're going to get back to it, we're we we reduce the number of counters down by a third. Going to run a play test on it. Run a couple of them, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to make this into a big miniatures game. So how take it to little uh, wars. Get a so nice it's, mat. It's hexes. called War of the Ring. War of the Ring. And it's uh, ICE is or Is it something? a hex game? No, not War of the Ring. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, Battle of the Five Armies. The original Battle of the Five Armies. Okay. <clears throat> and name the armies. Um, yeah, because in my mind, I, I used to get them wrong, I think. Elves? Yeah. Bard and his men. Yeah. it's the hobbits coming out here. Uh... Dane and the dwarves who come. Is that mm-hmm. three? And then you have the orcs and the wargs, the wolves. Ah. The wolves are a separate army. Okay. And I think I used to treat Doran as an army or the eagles. The eagles come in. Oh, I hated to spoil the ending of the movie for you folks. Yeah. But, spoiler alert, for two years from now. when But... The Eagles were an army in my mind, but they're not. Yeah. But there's like eight counters of Eagles. It's really, really a great game design. And want to do it all up in miniature. Bought all the miniatures.
1: I love it when the Eagles show up. I think that's my favorite part of the whole thing.
0: I don't think this is very funny, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Reaching. I'm not feeling,
1: I don't know, I'm not feeling, uh... <laughs> it's just one of those nights. One of those crazy old <laughs> nights.
0: <laughs> yeah. Easy. Uh, you don't evil. like
1: country. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something, I don't know. I'm just feeling kind of weird. It's one of those,
0: it's just one of those nights. Yeah. <laughs> one of those lost and lonely nights? Yeah. Did I get the lyrics right there? Uh, I think so. So, Are we geworden? the Battle of the Five Armies? Yes.
1: <laughs> this is great music for the Battle of the Five. Yeah. Anyway, you're playing
0: that. Well, that should be interesting. I'd like to see that. Yeah, we bought so the miniatures. We on. haven't painted them yet. Oh wow! And it, thought, does Adam paint? No, all? but he's supposed to start. To help me get all these done. He's <laughs> he's supposed to start. Yeah, they get down there, young man, and you paint your miniatures. They painted their first miniatures at Little Wars last year, and then Mm -hmm. did another one. It's Mm. a free booth. It's a great idea, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, they're already getting better. It's intimidating. I'm surprised he's not painting with you, actually. Well, it's intimidating, and he does his own. Yeah, because
1: you're so mean and overbearing, and
0: you know you're doing it wrong. I I painted with another (laughs) adult, um, Justin, and uh, paint. And yeah, I, I, I forgot how hard it is when you're starting out. It was Justin
1: new, a new painter. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you were helping him. Never did a miniature. Yeah,
0: even distinguishing where the armor ends and the cloth begins. What's a sandal? What's an iron strap on a boot? And what's yeah. a you know, just distinguishing those things. You know, he kind of screwed up, which I, and I laughed when I looked at him. Oh, like, no. No, this you is had... the armor and this is the flesh because it's underneath the, and then I realized I spent a year, I used to do that too. Gee, where's the shirt end? Is he wearing a shirt? Is he wearing a long sleeve shirt? Is that his flesh? You know, because he's yeah. got this cuff. Oh, no, it's not a cuff. It's an iron, it's a leather strap around his uh, wrist. Oh, yeah. I get it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It could be actually something you got to kind of learn. Wow. The whole language of the skull. Well, I'm glad I've Jeff. never
1: painted with you because I don't like being laughed at that well, much. You, I don't know. you Some... did start
0: making those walls, those dungeon walls. <laughs> yeah, that was Yeah,
1: that was funny. <laughs> I thought I needed to work with my hands a little more. I thought that would be good, but it, that's I, I didn't have any talent for that. I have so many other talents though. Well, maybe
0: working with your hands for you is something bigger like um, building a shed in the backyard or something.
1: Yeah, that's a good building idea. Building
0: a boat. I'll maybe build you a want to build a canoe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a canoe. Well, what do you say uh, we get on with the show? You want? Should we do some letters or something crazy like that? Sure. Let's do that. A little something different for you tonight, Dave. It is. I don't know how to dance to this one. Sounds a little like Ooh. the theme from the Jetsons. Ah, now we're in ah. familiar territory. Yeah, it's good to
0: be home. It's like the Broadway version of this song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> kind of different. It is. I, I like the usual...
0: Uh, we we'll Do a couple shows of this. Now we got to get to the break. All right. All righty, Jeffrey. Here's
1: a letter from Elfstrom Matthias. And hello. I have attached the latest version of my module dependency chart in PDF format for the edification and appreciation of ASL players
0: everywhere. And what he does is he lists what you need, what games to play what, as we so often like to mock on this show, like when uh Cholm game. Um, uh, yes. <sighs> just reviewed uh, it on the show.
1: Festung Cholm. No. No,
0: <laughs> no. Schwer, There's no place like home no. Yeah, the, the, uh, the uh, LFT. Yes. And it said on the back, you need like, how do they put it? Yeah. A ton of, A- ASL, of ASL stuff. Yes. This chart can explain to you what you actually need.
1: So for each module, it shows you what uh, what the other stuff you need. Yes. To play. <laughs> Thus the name module dependency chart. That I guess we probably should have been able to figure that easy out. Easy for us to say, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: All right. And Jeff, I'd like to post this link I have found of the ASL articles in the actual annuals, the old annuals. So we'll just put this link. Look for it at the bottom of the articles from the General Magazine. Okay, it's early, an index early. of the articles. Yeah, just list what they are, what issues they're in, and stuff. So,
1: so and so that people can look at that and think, "Gee, I wish, wish I, had, I had, all had that stuff."
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's good to have.
1: It's good to have. Okay, yeah, just because it is. Right, I can't wait just to have that. it. Just
0: because it exists. I can't,
1: yeah, I can't wait to have that. And it's about ESL. I'm going to print all. that out, and I'm going to read it. So it's about Advanced Quiet yeah. so of course it's good to have. So. <laughs> yeah, I get annoyed when I go on the websites, and I'll think, oh, I'm looking for an article, and, and it says, oh, so I'll type it into Google. Oh, by the way, stop using Google. What? You know, the, the, stop using Google for your search. Well, you being? know, all this stuff going on with the NSA and obviously, you know, with it with the spread of the internet and with the way big data works, more and more of our privacy is slowly being chipped away at by these companies which gather information about oh, us absolutely. when we're surfing the web and mm-hmm. shopping online mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And Google, as wonderful as Google search is, that company is there to make money and they follow you. They track you. They know what you're searching, and they yes, serve they up do. ads based on that, and they collect all that data and aggregate that data, and they store that data, and that could be used against you in a court of law.
0: And they sell that data
1: They sell without that data. paying you for that data. That's right. So what I'm urging people to do is try something different for their search. There's a search service called DuckDuckGo. Now, I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> DuckDuckGo.com. If you go to DuckDuckGo.com, it'll give you a search bar, much like the Google search bar, and you can run your searches there, and they do not track you, and they do not keep any of that information, sell that information, or anything. And the search results are excellent, really. I have switched all of my browsers to DuckDuckGo. I am switching all of my clients, urging them to switch to DuckDuckGo as their default search engine. All right. And it does a lot of cool stuff. So... We'll link that, too, although go. we're not How did I get on that? Any... Was I, were we, we were talking about something. But... <clears throat> duck, 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 oh, Go yeah. does not sponsor this show. But <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I, don't, I can't remember how I got that. Okay. Here is a letter from Steven Spielberg. Hey, thanks, Steven. The world's great, greatest filmmaker. You know, I have not seen this letter. Somehow I missed this one, so I'm reading this cold. Well, this
0: was a comment posted on a show. Steven ah, posted.
1: okay. That's it. So this is not from Steven Spielberg.
0: Yeah, sure. He posted it.
1: Okay. Steven Spielberg, world's greatest filmmaker, has left a new comment on your post. 92 Tank See? Hunting Hero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Didn't like saving Private Ryan. Are, Private Ryan, are you for real? No, we didn't say that. We didn't say we didn't like we
0: it. We said we liked it. We just said, you know, some things. Had some thought. issues. A little. A very little. Had
1: some issues. Frankly, I will never listen to this punny show again. Forget about the offer for an interview. <laughs> and to think I almost had Perry convince Jeff should get a single man counter. You'll live to regret this. That's he doesn't even sign his name. It, it's, it's, we've pissed off Steven Spielberg. I didn't know he was in with Perry. Oh, yeah. All those big wigs hang out together. You know that. Yeah, I guess so. They're all in at the urinal together at the
0: big award shows and stuff. <laughs> And I have this from Jack Dempsey. Hey, Jeff and Dave. Based upon what I heard on one of your podcasts, I've just picked up With the Old Breed from my local library. I'm about halfway through, and it's a great read. Thanks for the review. By the way, I just ordered Infantry Aces from the Wehrmacht from Amazon. Heard about this one via the Yahoo group uh, Yankee ASL.
1: Get your microphone a little closer. Yeah, your your voice, is, your voice is disappearing. It's, and it's, it's, yeah, it's
0: weak. It's Dave, just, Dave, but, Dave,
1: Dave, I'm here. I'm at the bottom <laughs> I'm at my... <clears <clears <throat> All right, very good. Ready. Jack Dempsey. Uh, okay, here is a post on our episode 93, Where's the Wasabi, uh, an anonymous person posted. I heard mention in an episode that Jeff was having problems setting up Vassal. This link might help, and it's linked to a YouTube that tells you how to set up Vassal. And I was having a problem one day, and I think the problem was that um, the Vassal servers were down. As sometimes that sometimes happens. Yeah, I think that's why I was having the problem. I've set it up probably five or six times on different computers. So, but thank you for that, and we will post that link.
0: Yeah, and I have a letter from Ken Cannot, or Kenneth Knott or not that about a week ago. All the episodes below fifty dropped out of the podcast player, and. On a separate note, I would highly recommend using Vassal to record the logs for any future newbie dos and ASL extras. It'd be wonderful to be able to step through the game games and likely make it easier for you to record relevant commentary. Yeah, I know Vassal, 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 yada yada yada. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm not like jumping on that one. Yeah, I have, I... I have to do what now? Yeah, right. <laughs> I I'm I probably would
1: work better. It probably would, but it, it's very detailed. I mean, they're asking for stuff there that's very detailed. So we'd have and to I play the that,
0: game on Vassal and then post the yeah, playing
1: of it? Right. And then you post the playing of it. Rather and than it has take all the pictures of the and meet and
0: face-to-face with my opponent. and Right. Right. Yeah. And know.
1: that's handy for for training. Yeah. For teaching the game. But, can I guess. But I
0: don't know. Maybe thank we'll you for it. writing. And, yeah. and the I think Jeff had explained about the podcast player. He, he got it fixed, right?
1: Yeah, well, we talked about that a couple episodes ago, what was going on with that. And it's not, I mean, it's fixed, but it's not, it's, you still can't see all of them. If you go on iTunes, you're not going to see all of them. You're only going to see the last 50 episodes. Because it only holds. Them. If you want to see the rest of the episodes, come to our website and go to the QuickLink page. Everything's posted there. Here's an email from Glenn. Uh, not an email. He left us a message on episode 94, No Place Like Cholm. Thanks for reading my letters. However, I cannot take credit for creating the monster scenarios uh, I wrote about as they are the creation of a friend and they are not currently available on GameSquad. If I get permission to make them available, I will do so and let you guys know. Thanks.
0: Okay, give credit where credit is due. Thought yes. that was important to announce that on yes. the air. Yep. We do have a lot of comments from posts that we usually don't read on the air, but I have one from Jack Dempsey. Happy summer, Jeff and Dave. Too bad about the bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the comedic skits at the start of the podcast. Oh, it that's
1: good to know. Out. You know, we put we asked um a couple shows ago, do people like because we don't hear a lot about that.
0: Yeah, we got two replies. Yeah. So And that's Hey, for that's you guys, good. you listeners out there, that's You know, we might <laughs> make it to Saturday good. Night Live. Lauren Michaels might be <laughs> watching and they the the listeners just don't respond well. We asked what your ages, who are the young players, we got one reply. Yeah. We asked you to call in. Yeah. We're o- getting some Over the ins. year we yeah. got several, but yeah. Favorite nationality. A favorite nationality. We few, got a couple, but still. Yeah. I thought we'd get 20, 30. We got eight. You know
1: what? People like to listen to the show. <laughs> they just want to list. They just want to kick back. They to, like, don't have to do a lot of work. Look, we don't want to do Vassal. Why? <laughs> why should we ask them to do anything? <laughs> and uh, we got two replies on the comedy bits, and they were both positive. Let's we'll take mm-hmm. that,
0: magnify that by by a hundred. Okay. Yeah. No, I think right.
1: that, and I thought that was very good. Nobody wrote and said, you know, I really don't like the comedy bits. You could do without those, or they're embarrassing, or you guys should be ashamed of yourselves.
0: Here is an email from the. Don Greenwood. The man who will not be interviewed on our show, but talked on some other podcasts all about ASL. Yeah, wow. Don Greenwood, who I used to think was cool when I read the General Magazine when I was a little kid. Why won't he be on our show? I remember we emailed him and he's like, eh, I'm kind of busy or something. Yeah. And then someone was like, well, you know, the whole thing fell apart under those guys.
1: Yeah. The Allen right. Hill thing.
0: But here he is running the World Board Game Championship. He he's probably doesn't s- seem to have slowed him down at all in the <laughs> gaming community here. You know? Let's put the let's put a stop to Don
1: Greenwood. Yeah, in fact, let's announce that no one should go to this. You know, it could be that uh he's just said it all before or is under contract or whatever you call well, it. Well he said it, I mean, it on some other
0: know. podcast.
1: Yeah. So maybe he was
0: busy okay. at the time. You're right. He probably we was. need to be more generous and loving in spirit.
1: Yes. But uh, in any case, we got an email about the World Board Gaming Championships, WBC, which are held in? Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. July 29th through August 4th of yep. this year. So get over Feel there. Feel free that...
0: to go and tell Don Greenwood he needs to be interviewed on the official ASL podcast. Yes. We're not going to belittle the guy or something. No, why would we Greenwood. do that? It's Don Greenwood. Why would we do that? You know, mistakes are made sometimes some... some Idiot on this podcast well, actually like didn't BCC everybody once. <laughs> so it happens. People why? do dumb things sometimes. You know, you got to forgive them. And well, move on. are you saying he's done something dumb? I don't know why. You know, yeah, crashed out <laughs> the ASL system. <laughs> 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 what, what he said? No, what he said on the other podcast and a listener linked. I'm sure we linked this up or they, yeah, us I'm, I'm pretty link. sure we did. Yeah, can't remember. Which I, li- podcast I listened. It was. And they asked about it being squad. He was like, "Well, oh, yeah, that, you know, it's just too crazy, just too complicated, and nobody plays that, and, yeah, you know, sorry we did that. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, oh,
1: you may have been having an off day.
0: Well, in, I, in I, a way, it's true, but, you know, and they brought back Starter Kit to keep it more simple. Yeah. But it's got a... It's got a following. Not us, of course. Well... <laughs>
1: You can't argue with success. I, I would call it a successful venture. I'd call it
0: a successful venture. Uh, maybe MMP made it a successful venture, or well, they, it could have it, been successful, it was successful if it wasn't for the game right before yeah. that. Yeah. Before that,
1: so he's got nothing to be. Well, we don't know the whole story, but as usual, that won't keep us from commenting about it anyway. Um. Oh no! Uh, here's one. Somebody else wrote. Uh, Left a message on episode ninety four, no place like Cholm, and he said simply, "Martinis should, in theory, be bigger than Mar." Oh, a Martinis, which we talked about on that show, should be bigger than Martinis, right? Teeny and tiny, tiny. You know, and now I, th- I'm a little embarrassed to say,
0: I never thought of that. But I think he's got it backwards.
1: Martini. Teeny is smaller than tiny, isn't it? Teeny,
0: tiny. Oh, but why do we say teeny first and then tiny?
1: Because it's an adverb. What's an adverb? Oh, an, an
0: adjective. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know, know what that is either. I don't know. Teeny, tiny. Yeah, this I guess it's right. How I guess big he's is right. that? It's teeny. Yes. Yeah. He's got
1: us there. So, and he makes a good point, but I still like calling it a mark tiny. I, I just can't say it without hitting the speed bump, though. Because Amar, um, tiny now because he did he wrote us. So yeah, he's th- he threw me a curve.
0: And I have a letter from Alan Hume. Oh, good. Who uh, did call into our good, show and yes. does respond when we ask him things. Yes, like, he does. How old are you? And yes, do you wear pants? And he's from Scotland. And he is from Scotland. Hey guys, just a quickie. Good stuff on the latest podcast. And love the Sabaton references that yeah. He says, I'm a huge heavy metal fan, so I heard him before. Missed seeing them play live in Glasgow recently and just couldn't get through for it. But it was good to hear you guys giving him a plug. Anyway, he, anyway he's enjoy, enjoying Russ Gifford's tutorials. Thanks for putting the link up. And another listener suggested we should interview Russ, which we put now we should, on our yeah. list. Russ, Yeah, we definitely should. If you'd like to be interviewed, contact us also. Yeah. And he will make us um, Marti- martinis
1: He'll make us smarter. <laughs> we can teach him how to make martinis, and he can teach us. No, he does some great tutorials. There's no question about it. And he also writes, uh, you know, Alan also writes, P.S., keep, keep it up, guys. You really make a huge difference to a lot of people, which I thought was a very oh, nice yes. comment on. Yes, thank you indeed. And as far as the Sabaton reference, I'm glad somebody out there appreciated that.
0: I'm sure there are yeah. others. Yeah, oh, um, there are many more.
1: Yeah. So uh, one of the other bands that I like uh, called Camelot, Camelot with a K, which makes it sort of that, you know, goth. Like kind of like.
0: Ki- um, kindergarten kind of thing. Yeah, like kindergarten. change the spelling. yeah to confuse children
1: <laughs> yes I think that's it so there's a band called Camelot that's going to be at, in Joliet uh, in September now you went down to Joliet were you at Mojo's in Joliet when you saw uh, Jethro Tull or Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull is that where you went Correct. Mojo's? It, it was Mojo's um,
0: that one was that's a Jethro Tull and I don't remember if it was that or not I cannot explain why or was it the Decemberists? no that was downtown
1: okay so Camelot is going to be down in Joliet, which is, how long is that, would that take me to get there? Oh, less
0: than an hour. Close to yeah, an it's hour. Yeah, that's a long way.
1: A bit. That's a long way to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: September 12th. But At least I'd have some time to plan.
0: And we play paintball out there.
1: But that's a long drive. I don't know. I might go to that. Anyway, you're invited. Okay. Okay. And uh, one more? Mm-hmm. This one from Kyle. Dear Jeff and Dave, I really enjoy your show. It's much better than all of the other 100% dedicated ASL podcasts. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good to know. Just wanted to provide some feedback about the show. Is that feedback? (laughs) That didn't sound... That didn't sound... That wasn't a good impersonation of
0: feedback, but feedback.
1: (laughs) I'll keep it short as I know you're busy. Yeah, I'll say. Uh number 1 for some unusual reason the theme song to what have you been playing lately makes me chuckle every time. That's because of its high quality. Yeah, it's very high quality. Number 2 box art review is horrible. Sorry, Dave. What? I can't believe he means that. You wrote that in. Jeff. He can't. Oh, he yeah. did put that in there. He, he did. Kyle, that's okay, Kyle. Uh, number three, I hate to admit it, but the Looney Tunes episode was very funny. Oh, hooray. You just made it up to me, Kyle. I wasn't even going to listen, but I'm glad I did. Oh, excellent. And I have not listened to that episode yet. It
0: was. Yeah, you stopped after the sixth Looney Tune. <laughs> it was brilliant, personally, but... Uh, number four, newbie-doo, we
1: need more of these,
0: please. Uh-huh. I keep throwing that in Jeff's yeah. lap, but... Yeah. And now like, I sh- it should, but...
1: I like this one. Number five, eating during the show. No more crunchy chips. I
0: almost picked up some <laughs> chips coming over tonight, and I thought, no, enough of the crunchy chips. I've got some upstairs, no, some I really think, crunchy. I think he's right. No mm. more crunchy, yeah, crunchy I think, chips. Yeah, I think he's right.
1: Keep up the good work. Looking forward to each new episode. Well, that's great. Thanks, Kyle, for, for writing. We Thank
0: you very much, it. because yeah. Kyle, I don't think, has ever written us before. And no. We yeah. asked people to chime in, and yeah. he did so. We had so, several new. Kudos new, to you. Yeah. We also asked them to donate to the show. And not a whole lot of them, do we? No. (laughs) But we won't go there. Yeah, no, we won't. So wonderful. Bunch of letters.
1: What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately?
0: And that little enjoyable ditty means it's time for What You Been Playing Lately, Jeffrey. Oh, love it. Other than those other games you've been playing. Yeah. Let's talk about ASL. I managed to play Rich Domovic Domovic at ASL at the Pastel Club. We're glad to have him. Great player. Mm-hmm. Wins lots of games at tournaments. Mm-hmm. And French Toast and Bacon. W O one Winner Offensive One. They do those little passes two or three scenarios. Liked this one a lot. Two half boards. The Americans got another podcast?
1: The two, two half, half boards.
0: <laughs> it's what our audience is. Yeah. Americans have eight half-squads, first-line half-squads, a oh. couple leaders, three bazookas, a tank, a GMC. But it checks a morale check, like, right away, a task check. And mine left after the first turn. But it did knock out an oncoming German tank and then failed its check and took off. Well. Oh. But it got its tank. That was mm-hmm. critical. Yeah. Two guns, AT guns hidden. In there, Mm -hmm. and then this onslaught of German armor—six tanks, three of the Panzer V's, the Panthers, and three Panzer IV H's—and then four squads and a light machine gun. So it didn't seem big on infantry. And the Americans set up a defense, and and Rich had to come out with the Germans, go along this um, flooded river stream, so he couldn't use the stream. Oh, and the hexes on the other side weren't playable. And come along that edge there, he tried and to get off this bridge mm-hmm. or capture. Once he took the three hexes by the bridge, so a tank could have rolled right through, game end immediately. You yeah. Know, or if you get a squad run across there, and man, it was just tight. And I, you know, my squads would just be vaporized in front of the Panthers. Come in with the eight machine guns and the main armaments, hitting. Absolutely brutal. Break, route, break. Route, I'm falling back, luckily, to a better defensive position, which I kind mm-hmm. of planned for. And then I managed to... Oh, and there's also an off-board howitzer tank. 105, high explosive only. But it could, I of like a four or less or something, knock out these tanks, but not the panthers from the front. Very little could kill these panthers from the front. Yeah. And so I managed to get one of his tanks, the panzer fours maybe, or something with the off-board howitzer... I don't remember if a bazooka finally got one. But he turned one of the Panthers on my AT guns. Oh, it immobilized one, I think. Then his his Panther ran up to that AT gun and knocked it out quick from the front where I couldn't penetrate it, and the howitzer off board got a side shot barely Ah. on it and hit roll low enough again, like a five, six, a four, whatever. Knocked it out, and then he did excessive speed breakdown and broke down. Oh And that tank wasn't going to get off. And then I had the some of the bazookas left and one hidden gun left. It was in a hex next to the one Rich was blind firing at, guessing it was in there. Yeah. I was in the hex next to that. Ah. And so uh, in the end, there were no more tanks to cross. And his infantry made the run. And I knew how to line up my half squads up against the edge there, each covering, you know, different hacks. And be yeah. in my first fire and subsequent fire and save a shot for the bridge hacks in case someone got on it. And neg twos, a leader, neg three shots, hard to survive those. Yeah. Even with two neg three and then a one resid two. And yeah. Only four squads to begin with. But he got a couple of those with the leaders trying to get off. And he brilliantly used his leaders to come up and try and draw the fire. And placed the leader next to me, so I couldn't subsequent fire further away.
1: Oh, yes. Right? Right. So I would only get
0: that first fire, so I let him come adjacent, like, well, that can't win the game. Why are you doing that, Rich? You know? Because he needs a multi-man counter to occupy the hex, and once I fire first fire, that leader's already sitting next to me. Now I can't subsequent fire further away than him. Very smartly done. And you did that? You fired on the leader? No, no. I, I, you waited. I waited and got my first fire shot yeah. out, but then couldn't get a subsequent out. Oh, okay. But it turns out I didn't need it because the resid, I yeah. placed it well enough. that. Yeah. But this was really enjoyable and really tight, and I managed to squeak out a victory against a very good ASL player. Very good. And where does he come from? French toast. He, he comes from down Chicago. Yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, He'll travel to a lot of tournaments. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. And you had fun. Yes. Tense well,
0: fun, which is a good fun, too.
1: Yeah. You and I played Hill 27. How did we get this one? Where'd this one come from? HS 15. Historical Study,
0: Guadalcanal, Operation oh. Watchtower. Oh, uh, Watchtower. Okay. Because you want to okay, play some Japanese.
1: Yeah, I want to continue to play some Japanese because we did some shows about some Japanese. So, And this was a fun one. This takes place, actually, on Guadalcanal. Uh, the taking of Hill 27 on the January 2nd, 1943. And um, so this obviously Americans. You've had 10, 10 squads, 10 first-line squads. All up on that hill. Yeah, all up on a hill. And I'm supposed to take the hill from you. Mm-hmm. So you got 10 squads up there. You've got three leaders, uh, heavy machine gun, a couple of mortars. Mm-hmm. Those mortars, oh, those mortars. And four foxholes, which you actually... Used to some advantage.
0: Oh, and then the Americans mm. could entrench, too. Yes. Remember, and I kept a couple back trying that for several rounds. It takes a while to do that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But.
1: <laughs> continue continue continuendo. So my Japanese, I had uh, uh, seven first-line squads, seven second-line squads, and three leaders, a couple of medium machine guns, light machine gun, and a couple of mortars, a couple of light also, mortars. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought I had a pretty good chance.
0: All I had to do was to uh control most occupy, of those, yeah, those top level hills. Except for four. Right. So of course as a defender, I'm gonna find out the four that I won't let go of no matter what. Yeah. And build my defense around that, which I did in the central area of the hill. Yeah. I was gonna try it on the right side, but went for the center. And you know, just
1: right out right out of the box, um, it seemed like it would be tough for me just just instinctively, I wouldn't think. Open ground up the hill. Running on open ground up a hill can't be good. But, of course, the Japanese have the striping instead of breaking, yeah. which is which to me seemed like, well, you know, this could be possible. If I could lay down some suppressing fire or something with the mediums and maybe with the, get in a good position with the mortars, it might be possible. I might be able to make it up the hill. And
0: with the Americans with a six morale, yeah, they, they break easy. They do. And you could easily break fifty percent of them, right? You know, with some low odd shots, even at a plus two for a foxhole.
1: Yeah. So I I start by coming on the board on the south edge. I believe it was the south edge, and uh, come in un- under cover of light jungle, mm-hmm. so I'm immune to anything. You can't see me. And I just lined up right along the hill tree line edge on mm-hmm. the tree line, and as soon as I got to that point. You took your first shot at me. Was it with the mortar? Uh-huh. I think You rolled so. a three to hit and then a two on the, effects, on the hit. KIA. Yep. In the woods. On everyone. my, on, I had uh, two squads and a, and my nine neg one leader. And you took out my nine neg one leader on that first roll of the game. Second roll, technically. Yeah. Of the game. And right then I thought, oh, this is not gonna,
0: this is not starting
1: well. I thought I could get get some traction then, uh, no pun yeah. intended, getting up the hill. But I had some difficulty. I couldn't get really very good, effective use out of the mortar. I Think
0: you broke them both, or the ones? mortars? Oh, it broke for sure.
1: Yeah, one of them I broke. Oh yeah. The other one never really got in a good into a good position, and it was just sort of pathetic. I tried for a while. But. You had a
0: whole phase when, I think, you prepped a bunch and no one broke the Americans, which is amazing. Yeah. And then...
1: I mean, there's nothing, uh, as so we So you know. started coming up the hill. Yeah, I started going up anyway, and I just started running in open salt ground. And I just well, thought, you did a salt
0: move, what... I think. I had Neg 1s.
1: Well, yeah, I had some. Not Neg 2s, always. Yeah, but I mean, I had to get across some open ground. Uh huh. And, and you just got to hope that the Japanese are going to hold up.
0: And so instead of scraping and, and keep coming we had 5k's against you that yeah. night. That was brutal. Yeah. Unbelievably brutal.
1: Yeah. And you weren't even using your yellow and white dice. You had no, switched I had to the switched blue to the and white e- easy dice so Jeff could win. Yeah. But those <laughs> those suckers were <laughs> those suckers were hot.
0: And it would be like, yeah. Yeah, so a, Japanese squad that is KIA does not go red does no. not go half squatted because no. otherwise it would have kept coming yeah so it was
1: brutal. so it was a fun scenario but you held I, in there and I'd, I'd like to play it again sometime yeah you know yeah I think so too because I think I, that because be I'm done. sure with with you know the die rolls obviously oh, yeah. really took their toll
0: yeah no doubt we both agreed that that was just change those KIs to even two checks. And go Striped, a whole yeah. different game right, right there. And how
1: far do we make it? Do we make it to turn four? You made just it the all the way to... Turn to four? Oh, no, five. Yeah. Oh, to five.
0: Yeah. Okay. Before oh, good for me. Before you decided... <laughs> before I totally too, crumbled. Um, too brutal. Yeah. Um, and then I played one J133, One Miserable Night. Now, this finished off my Suicide Creek series of games. Ah. With mm-hmm. Dave Timonen, of mm-hmm. course. And I lost with the Japanese. They had to go... This is a night game. Mm -hmm. So the Americans are defending on that side of the river. Mm -hmm. They are protecting those two supply dumps. I think I mentioned a different scenario from the series. Right. Again, and the Japanese came across really moving quick. You got all this cloaking. Americans got a ton of dummies out there. And I ended up chasing a bunch of Dave's dummies. (laughs) So we totally just, just, if I went left instead of right, I would have been at the correct group to get enough victory points. Uh, yeah. I got to the dump. I didn't get to either, either dump in time. It was a turn short and seven turns. Mm. And I should have gone straight up the middle because there's two tanks along this Corduroy Road in the jungle by Suicide Creek in New Britain. Um, they're there. They have to be adjacent to this thing. So I should have went up Adjacent the middle, to the dump? Or to the, the road. road? Oh, okay. And so we've been able to find them. Yeah. And instead of searching for the dumps, which could have been in, like, three locations and then around a circle area that was bigger, you know. And I was like, well, I just blew that. The force that went after it got kind of wiped out like yours did in our game. And I had very good success going on the other side, fell a turn short. And then in the end, I lost. He got a, what was it, like a KIA. And I I, I tied, like, all the die rolls. Mm. You know? Yeah. So three units gone. So. Yeah. And that ended me for that game. Yeah. So Side Creek. One miserable night. So we're done with those. And and that was a miserable night. It was. Yeah, yeah That's but fun. Bad. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed hunting for those. It was funny that I... So you had two, two victory conditions? Either take the dumps or... No, no, no um, Just score to 19 points. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. And you get normal points for casualties. Yeah. So chasing dummies was a waste of time. Yeah. And then... A supply dump destroyed is worth five points. Okay. And the tanks, of course, are worth like six. Okay. Know, normal. Okay. Right?
1: So that For would be, that would tank. be a good way to go is and go after the tanks. Tank hunter heroes. Because you know where they're at.
0: You got two the Americans or the Japanese got two DCs yeah. and tank hunter heroes. Yeah. Had to go at those things. Yeah. You know, put more of my force that way. And uh and you'll have Americans defending them. So you can wipe them out in hand to hand. And pursue on the tanks. Of course you gotta live through the machine guns and the, everything, but you know, yeah. it can happen. Right. And I didn't have enough points. Well, cool. And coming up next, we were thinking of playing what?
1: You and I. You and I are thinking of playing Hell's We're gonna play Hell is for Heroes. No,
0: Hell's <laughs> Kitchen. Hell's Corner. Hell's Corner. Hell's Corner. Came with the out kitchen. in the magazine. Remember we looked at that map of that creek again? Yes. Well, it's gonna be much like Suicide Creek for me. Yeah. But there are like five scenarios. Oh, I ha- I yeah, six. Over I think here. six. Yeah, and uh, so we'll continue some Japanese. And from which magazine did
1: we get those out of?
0: Ah, oh, yeah, um, I had to look it up too. Right, well, last week you were at my house. Yeah, I'm looking and going, where is this thing? Oh, it's in uh, Operations Magazine. Oh, that
1: was it, Operations. So
0: it had right. a map in there, a historical map, small hexes, but a big area, and the scenarios to go with it look nifty and neat. And, yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'll try and keep those out over the rest of the summer. Yeah, good. Yeah, I
1: like to keep up with the Japanese because that's that's been really learning. I'm learning. I'm learning the Japanese. And I like that. Get up all I can see all the squad leader players Getting up and moving (laughs) Somewhere in this song Is the word bonsai
0: Who is this artist, Jeff? This is Misa Is
1: she going to say bonsai or no? She did before. Oh, she did. All right. You
0: know, this podcast is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. And we got Brett Hildebrandt's article, The Art of the Bonsai. And a lot of people have this ah. because it's journal issue number nine. And followed, number nine. following it is number nine. Number an nine. article on the science of the bonsai, Jim Bishop. We talked about this before on the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And thought, since we were talking about the Japanese, kind of bringing the highlights from Brett's article on okay. tactics and strategy. And so he kind of states here that uh, the most important advantage for the bonsai charge is there's no minimum multi-man requirements in order to launch one like a human wave. You have to have so many dudes in rows, right, to get this done. Yeah. But you do have to have a leader in it. And you could launch a bonsai charge with a single leader by himself, too. And so for you to come up that hill in the game we were just talking about would have been challenging without the leaders to yeah. launch the bonsai charge.
1: Well, it would have been impossible. Yes. I would have needed one leader and some number of... You need one in each hex.
0: Oh, okay. So with, with the Russian human wave, you can just have one in the yeah. chain.
1: Yeah, okay. And I only had three leaders, but so... Might yeah. if you line them up,
0: two dudes in a in a hex with each, two squads with each leader and yeah. line them up. or Well, they don't have to be lined up. They can come from different areas, yeah. too. Okay. And he points out that an ill-timed wave can be a great way to lose a scenario quickly. Bonsai Charge is more... Well, fle- I'm always looking for that. <laughs> the Bonsai Charge is a much more flexible weapon in a player's arsenal because it can be launched at just the right amount of units to obtain the desired effect without risking all your OB. So, thinking about that game... And you don't have to launch the whole human wave across. You could draw a fire, and, then, well, and he'll talk about that. Yeah. And then launch a few guys in once the Americans have all fired.
1: Well, I like the idea of losing quickly, because then,
0: then, we're, <laughs> then we can get on with the cake and coffee afterwards. The other big advantage enjoyed by the bonsai Chargers is that the units involved generally do not break, as we just mentioned in right. our talk about the game. And he points out that... Because they have a higher morale... No, it's gonna be a seven, but they stripe. Uh. Oh, bonsai. And they have higher morale. yes. Yeah, they have one higher morale. Yeah, morale goes up. Yeah, for the bonsai charge. I forget the number, but okay. yeah, it does go up. But one, still, two, they three, stripe four. too as they come. Yes, that's right. So yeah, they uh, keep coming. In the and it's launched early in the movement phase. It can leave the majority of the Japanese will be free to maneuver during the remainder of the phase because it draws the fire. The bonsai charge yeah, draws fire, mm-hmm. and the rest maybe can then get to where they need to get. Without right. being shot. And he points out three things about the bonsai charge timing, target, and terrain. Ooh, the three T's of the bonsai Ts. And a charge meant to soak up the fire, as he just mentioned, would of course be launched early. And a late bonsai is best used to overwhelm a defense which is already fired. So I had my Americans fired off on those ridges. Yes then you force final protective fire because you're able to jump into their hexes and all that, right? Yeah, right. And he points out that often the Japanese can overwhelm a line of defense without actually having to fire any shots, especially against those lower morale troops. So the Americans that do that final protective fire deal, they're going to break more often. Yes, they will. With six morale. Yeah. And the target, you want to very carefully select your target. An ideal target is one that is relatively isolated from the rest of the defense without much supporting firepower, especially to any open ground locations which must be covered, as we also just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> talking about that game. So if you have the grain and things like this, they're able to give you a little bit of the more cover. Do your charges through there, of course. Yeah, that goes for any ASL movement, though, doesn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, I think it does. And I, you know, there was very little cover. There was no cover on that right hill. up
0: that hill. Right. There was no cover.
1: And you had pretty good crossfire set up. So
0: well, I had a nice defense. And, uh, you did. Thank you. Um, yeah. And rotated guys up to the front lines. So when you yes. did break one, there was someone down slope, on the backside of the hill could advance up, yeah. saw it move up, and then advance into the vacated foxhole and pick up the weapon or continue the fight. Yeah. And then I thought I was doing pretty well, too. Brett goes on to say, charging a target with a high rate of fire. Would that be a good idea, Jeff? Well, never, I would think. (laughs) Never, ever, ever. Correct. And as usual, fire lanes are perilous. Yes. To you. But, um, particularly to a bonsai, fire lanes are problematic because they can attack the entire impulse simultaneously. (laughs) Yeah. Now, that's true. A human wave or a bonsai charge moves in those impulses. Right. Everyone moves up. They've got to go through it and can get hit. And he points out a nice little strategic tip here that uh, you can p- launch a bonsai charge at broken troops. I never even think of that. I always want to keep my broken troops, the enemy broken troops, under DM. Right. Sure. I want to encircle them. Yeah. And so, against most nationalities, the wall of brokies, broken dudes, Mm -hmm. defense is a viable method to buy an extra turn of safety. You can't move into my hex with my broken guys, right? You have to stop, they route away. Right. But a bonsai can go into the broken unit's (sighs) hex and later advance into the defense that same turn. Yeah. So, yeah, I never really think about that either. Maybe... Doesn't come up or my brain doesn't work that way. Haven't had that done to me. It always helps me learn better when someone uses a tactic against yeah. you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. And an additional advantage of a bonsai charge is that it can start adjacent to the target.
1: Which uh human wave
0: cannot? I guess That's not. I'm, oh, okay. I'm assuming. Yeah. And minimizing, of course, the brown you need to cover. Yeah. So you can raise the morale, go right into the hex with them force them to take the fire, uh, protective fire, and so on. Yeah. Brett likes to say that the Japanese 50 millimeter knee mortar is a great source of smoke, and you did try and use smoke with your knee mortars, right? Um, I did, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think I got smoke they,
1: at all. Did I? I they had Let's white see. phosphorus?
0: Yeah. And then they had the big smoke, I think. And you didn't get any smoke ever. No. Or did you get one? No, I, I may have gotten out. I got one on the end one. and I just moved out of the hex. Yeah. And then failed all the rest of the smoke right. attempts. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Until now. <clears throat> and smoke will not only shroud the defensive first fire shots, of course, but also reduces and negates the resid. Yes. Right? For shooting through. Right. Grain, any of those kind of hindrances Mm -hmm. does lower the resid. Yeah. So it makes it really effective. So that was his discussion of timing, earlier, late in the turn. Mm -hmm. Target, hitting broken targets is, of course, good. Yeah. And terrain, I guess I didn't talk much about terrain highlighting. It's pretty normal on the terrain. Like I said, move from cover, but, you know, you you always don't want to be in the open as little as possible. Yeah. And then he ends with a section on foiling the bonsai. Let me run it. That'll foil it.
1: <laughs> well, you want to guess? At what... Like what would foil a bonsai? Yeah. Oh, well, now that's a good, um, well, I mean, fire lane. We talked about yep, that.
0: Fire lane's going down. Definitely. I don't
1: know. Smoke? Yep, because you got you, to take uh, you know the extra movement, movement to get points through, to go into through, into through. Into Right, smoke. I
0: don't think he mentions that, in yeah. here, but you're right, Jeff. In um, defensive smoke,
1: trap doors with rotating <laughs> rooms with rotating <laughs> knives P- underneath, punji stakes. Or yes. Or, or. yeah, <laughs> but no. um,
0: and he talks about fire discipline. The key to negating the timing of a bonsai, particularly the late one. If the defender does not fall for firing at every half squad that comes up with a negative yeah. first fire shot, a late bonsai will not have the same impact when charging into troops that have yet to fire. Yeah. The defender who is not yet fired offers up double firepower, of course, and is unlikely to suffer the final protective fire penalties. And that yeah, I was trying to learn to do that with a lot of different attacks, the human waves or even the overruns. There's there's times you want to not fire at the enemy, because yeah. you're going to be forced, they're going to come into your hex when they go berserk. They're going to come into your hex so if you take the first fire two hexes away and then the f- subsequent adjacent, right? you've already used up your two, so when they enter you're forced to take final protective fire, which makes a morale check against you and you could break Right. so I've been learning to do first fire adjacent and then they enter subsequent oh no, whenever they enter though, they it's a forced final protective fire shot but there's a way to not take more of them than you need to. Yeah. Right? By not firing, by having fire discipline. Right. I mean, it might be nice just to do a show on that, too. And, of course, mutual support. Like you were saying, machine guns covering parts and mortars yes. covering parts and infantry covered the other parts. Yeah. And uh, foxholes, he states, are a ideal defensive position. I've been talking a lot lately about not liking foxholes because mm-hmm. I have to move out of them Uh, in open ground often and get shot at before I can go back into the woods behind me. Well, solution, don't put them in open ground, but foxholes can be an ideal defensive position to thwart a bonsai, particularly in a fixed position defense. Foxholes in open ground or palm trees offer triple point blank fire opportunities with negative modifiers while providing the defender the plus two TEM. Hmm. Foxholes in open ground—that's uh, true. You get to hit the enemy with those mods, but you're in a plus two cover. Right. So a ring of foxholes, manned by squads and backed by supporting units, is particularly effective at making a bonsai suffer. And of course, on that hill game, I had foxholes up on the hill. Right. Open ground hill hexes. Yeah.
1: I think that's the, the strength of the foxhole is just don't want to move out of it. You don't want to be moving in and out of them that often.
0: Correct. Very, very correct. Yeah. And they do give you the plus when there's no other terrain there. Yeah. They did work okay for me in the yeah. hill game because I could assault move into them or advance into them again. Right. If someone routed out of them.
1: Yeah. And you put them on the top the of the ba- hill. The top, yeah. Right. The backside So So, protection. right. So you could, you know, and you were protected on the backside of the hill. Then you could just move up and into them. And I think with yeah. the
0: bonsai charges, I, I don't think I use them enough. So it might be fun to... When we play those Japanese scenarios again and the look look for what, well, you know, I'm just going to launch one now. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, you know, but there's some more to going berserk, and yeah, the human waves. So yeah, I've I I've only done a few
1: bonsai charges. I need to do it more because I was reading the article in um, it wasn't the general, it was the journal, not the journal. What's the other one? Annual, the annual early ones. Yes annual from 98 yeah. maybe where they talk about Kota bushido it's where oh, Kota bushido uh-huh. was introduced yes very excellent article in there and they and um the author i'll have to look up his name <laughs> but um talks a lot about the disposition of the japanese army and and how you know why they used the bonsai the way they did and and why they fought the way they did and it was really very interesting cause we cuz it, it told us about the the hubris of the individual Japanese officer and how they would, you know, they really almost considered themselves invincible. They had themselves convinced that they were just an absolutely superior race. Yeah, sure. Race. And even just being, you know, the officers just being above the enlisted men, they had such a feeling of superiority and they would often do crazy stuff showing off. For their troops then the bonsai charges was one example of that it was and just not well thought out they these were not no, strategically really good ta- tactical maneuvers it was just brazen yeah, crazy yeah the, the
0: dead at guadalcanal when i read um my guadalcanal books for paper i wrote in college mm-hmm. i couldn't believe americans were appalled at what they saw. Yeah. How many died coming up those slopes at Edson's Ridge and stuff, yeah. right?
1: So. Yeah. Just convinced that, that that they could overwhelm the enemy and the enemy would wither away, but, but obviously it didn't turn out that way. So, yeah. Interesting article. Well, good. So, uh, thank you, Dave, for that.
0: Have I fulfilled the mission objectives, Rocker? Yes, sir. You've done
1: very well. All right, I've got a news story. Uh, This is actually something that came up just the other day. Hmm. Um, And I got this article from the Washington Post that I think you will find interesting. You probably didn't see this, but there was a person named... Now, let's see. I've been practicing the name. Nadezhda Popova. Nadezhda Popova. Celebrated Soviet night witch aviator of World War II Died at the age of 91 Nadezhda Popova, a Soviet aviator who became one of the most celebrated of the so-called night witches Female military pilots who terrorized the Nazi enemy with their nocturnal air raids during World War II Died July 8 She was 91 years old Cool (laughs) her de-
0: <laughs> Sorry, my voice is going out and I'm done, but you continue doing the show, Jeff.
1: Her death was reported by the London Daily Telegraph. The place and cause could not be immediately confirmed. Miss Popova was among the first female pilots to volunteer for service in the Soviet military during World War II and became a hmm. squadron commander in her swashbuckling all-female regiment. She flew 852 combat missions. I mean, that is extraordinary, That's a lot. including 18 in one night, hmm. and was honored as a hero of the Soviet Union, one of the nation's highest decorations. Like American women in the age of Amelia Earhart, many Soviet women had become enchanted with the avi- with aviation in the 1930s. They were initially rejected for combat service during World War II, but Soviet leader Joseph Stalin thought better of the decision in 1941 when Germany broke the Soviet-German Non-Aggression Pact and invaded Led by Marina Raskova, a renowned aviator who would later die in a plane crash, three women's regiments were born of necessity. While the other nations employed female pilots largely in support roles, the Soviets dispatched their female aviators on the delivery and reconnaissance missions, as well as daring raids to take out enemy targets. Treated in many respects like their male colleagues, the women did, however, receive larger soap rations. Hmm. That makes it all worthwhile. Mm-hmm. More soap, I'm flying. <laughs> Miss Popova served with the night bombers, perhaps the most feared of the three women regiments. Their planes, rickety two seaters made of plywood and canvas, yeah. were jury rigged as bombers. The pilots achieved a degree of surprise by shutting down their engines in the last stages of the bomb runs. The Germans heard only the hiss of the air flowing across their wings. And likening the sound to that of a broomstick in flight, referred to the women as night witches. Oh, that's one of that That's that amazing? From. So, uh, and the story goes on a little bit to tell a little bit more about her, but I just thought that was, that's a pretty remarkable story. I had no idea. And um, such, you know, one of the last, probably, maybe the last, there certainly aren't, that many left of the great generation.
0: No, there can't be right. And uh
1: ninety-one years old boy, she had some stories to tell, and I thought that was pretty fascinating.
0: Yes, yeah, so thank you, Jeff. So
1: um that's it for this show, huh?
0: Alrighty, because uh, I'm I Dave, can't Dave, go on. Dave's poor voice. Oh, Dave, I could have done better justice to Brett's article, but I was yeah. Done. Yeah. No, I mean. I was,
1: so maybe maybe you
0: need a little more something to drink. Um, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> i to go home. I think I'm supposed to paint houses tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, all right. I'll well, You do the sign-off,
1: Jeff. I will do the sign-off. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Dave and myself, thank you for listening. We appreciate you very much. And we look forward to seeing you again on our next episode, which is going to be 98, followed thereafter by 99, and then the big one, zero, zero, coming right up. So lots of good stuff in the future. And until then, please remember to roll low and rally well, but not when you're playing Us Guys. And Dave is tapping instead of talking. Code? Yeah, preserve your voice, Dave. I know you got to sing in the opera tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye bye. 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 Now, you now are now, talking like And really it. it really went all of a sudden. I think your wife was oh, right. You're 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 You know what, Dave? There's only one thing left to do.
0: Dance. Let's dance. Let's dance.
1: Come on, Come on everybody dance. Mark, Mark Pitt Cabbage, get up and dance. Perry. Let's see you dancing. Kurt, Bill Cirillo, Bill, Chaz, shake your booty. That's a horrible word, booty.